المتقين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلوات الله وسلامه على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأن تتجل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم أعنا لا ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everybody Hope everything is good, hope picture is clear, I hope the sound is good And uh, Recordings on YouTube is good OBS is good M- Milk is in the picture Milk is in the picture, I'll tell you why milk is in the picture because this is very, very likely, very, very possibly my last Happy Wednesday. You know, dieting is nothing but misery. Nothing but misery. Okay? And to be off a diet and to be free to eat what you want, even though putting on weight is a disaster, but to, the happiness that one feels when you're able to eat and drink and so on is great now when you've only got a little bit of time left to eat and drink and all the rest of it then it's important to get the things in that you're going to crave so on my diet which is kind of like a keto diet kind of but it's my own thing you know it's don't bother trying to understand my diet but it is closest to what people would see call a keto but it's got some nuances it's got a bit of uh, gi it's got a bit of this bit of that Milk is not allowed in my diet. Milk is not allowed in my diet. Flour is not allowed in my diet. Chocolate ain't allowed in my diet. So, as the days are very short in terms of left, it is very important that I don't waste a single second of getting in the important nutritious food of diet. Like, Manny's, Manny made new brownies. So, cheers to her. Is it an absolute cheers? Why not? Cold milk and brownies is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And I ain't got a lot of time. I've been incredibly busy. I am... You guys know that I'm vaccinating COVID people, by the way, yeah? So Harith, yeah, I always have Nesquik chocolate powder. But when I'm eating chocolate, I like plain milk. But it's when I'm just drinking milk by itself, then of course, chocolate Nesquik powder all the way. Anyway, last couple of weeks has been taking exams and doing all everything that I've meant to do again, blah, blah, blah. Which is so embarrassing considering I've been vaccinating people all my life. But obviously been out for one or two years, so they made you do everything again. So, okay. And uh, going to this, that, whatever missions. And my point is I'm going to be out of the house a lot. A lot more than I normally am. Which means I've got to take advantage of any minutes that I'm here at home with home food, cold milk, blah, blah, blah. I will. Uh, um, I either receive it tomorrow, from what I understand, or maybe Friday or Saturday or the week after. I mean, I'm not too fussed when it happens, if it happens or not. But... Um, from what I understand at the vaccination center that I will be working at, there's only a few pharmacists there that are doing it there. It's mostly pharmacists run, actually. Um, 
I understand that the um, at the end of the day they assess the amount of no shows, blah blah blah, and then based upon the no shows, there'll be a certain amount of vaccine left that they want to use that day. Um, I have to say I'm not very happy about it because I understand how to control that vaccine. It doesn't have to be wasted. But it's just arguing with people who don't know what they're talking about. So, you know, it's the Pfizer vaccine. It's the Pfizer vaccine. Um, AstraZeneca in a couple of weeks time. The AstraZeneca at the moment we're using for the... Uh, for the uh, care homes at the moment. Because it's easier to take over there. Whereas we've got fridges to look after the thing. Anyway, that's boring. Right, folks. So I've not been around, been really, really busy, really stressed, eating myself out of that stress, been great, so positive, because the net gain in positivity from eating everything is miles above and beyond. Miles above and beyond. Depression and stress. Food is the best. Haqqi halal food. So, a um, few days left only. All right, I am... Hope you know what it is. I'm gonna just put it out there. I want to finish. I don't want to finish the chapter. I want to finish the book. Auntie Shakila, may Allah subhanahu wa taala put shifa in it for you. Allahumma shfiki shifa antaman la yuqadur saqma. Allahumma rabbunas adhil baas wa antashafi la shifa la shifa al shifa na yuqadur saqma. I know that you're not ill, but I just pray that Allah protects you from getting ill as well from the vaccine because we have some of those folks here as well. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. But of course from COVID. Danish, to be honest, that 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 depression I've got over. I've added, bro. When I add kilos, I don't add one or two kilos. I add tens of kilos, because when I go off diets, I go off diets proper. Okay. Anyway, don't don't depress me. I'm just very happy for my auntie Shakila that she's got that. Very very important. She's from our muhtaramat, from our kibar, and I'm glad that yani mashaAllah. Although, mashallah, Auntie Shakira, I also want to say, which is important, you are without doubt. Without doubt? It's a big statement. My next door neighbor, Jean, she's nearly 90. She's pretty fit. Yeah, and I think you are certainly the fittest 70 plus that I've ever seen a person. You are super skinny, super wiry, super quick in your walking. Mashallah, 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 tabarakar rahman. And so therefore, uh, you know, I, have, I feel very positive, Yanni, just generally about your health. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. You were quicker than walking than I was anyway, when we were last out together. Um, so anyway, MashaAllah. Um, uh, uh, I know people are now going to be getting upset that we're not starting the class, but I just want to just answer some of these questions. Uh, first of all, Hajj, we absolutely nobody knows at all. So just wait for that. All rumors throw it away. COVID vaccines, this, that, forget it. All you know is that it's become expensive. That's all. There's no doubt they're going to put in, restrict the airplanes. They're going to restrict the the airports. They're going to restrict the hotel room sizes. It's only going to mean more expensive, more expensive. What did you expect? Disaster. But any other details, dates, confirmations, realities, don't bother thinking about it. I also want to give a big shout out to who you guys know as Sean, because he is... Uh, registered here on our portal and in the group as Sean obviously everybody who who's from London knows him as Abdul Hakim one of um, uh, one of the old school one of my original lads may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve him and cure him completely because he was hospitalized uh, out of COVID he's in his 40s okay and young he's young For, uh, 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 Abdul Hakim you're 30 
38 or 40. No, you might be 35 actually. Sorry, I think you're in your 30s. But anyway, he was very severely hospitalized. Well, if you're hospitalized, you know it's very severe. But alhamdulillah, he came home today. He came home today. COVID is real, folks. Please protect the people. Um, and uh, it is important, wallahi, that we take this serious. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the believers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect yani, your friends and family and loved ones. Um, uh, yeah, Zara, Moderna is fine. All of the, the vaccines, alhamdulillah, they saw sense. And they don't have any animal thing. Anyway, so so uh, just Abdul Hakim, I'm so happy that you're back. That's Sean. Um, for, you know, that's just awesome. Man. So alhamdulillah, some good news there, man. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that. Fizza, I'm going to answer some of these questions. In the recording, okay, but there's so many questions. Right. Um I want to do I want to read out the text and I want to try and uh, cover it all. I don't just want to finish the chapter, folks. I want to finish the book today. Yes, bro, look at that. We are talking yani minimal pages. There's six pages. It'll be the biggest lesson we'll ever do. However, however, 45, yeah? You know what they say, bro? You know what I'm going to say, right? But I'll say it anyway. You know I was going to say it, bro. But black don't crack, bro. I'll tell you straight. i never seen black crack. I swear to you, man, you don't, you don't look over 35. You say you're not 45, bro. I don't know. It's that cocoa butter. What's that, 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 uh, what's that company called? That white jar... Cocoa butter. Kelly forgot the name of it, man. All right. Anyway, man, you guys kill it. Baby face, baby skin. Forty-five. Mashallah. May Allah protect you, Yah Abdul Hakim. Right. Okay. The text. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Inshallah. You watch. We're gonna do it. I know you guys are up for it. I'm up for it. Okay. Ah. Uh, What's the name of the company? What's the name of the, name of the famous company? Because it's going to really irritate me. I need to know the name of the company. وَسَلَّمَ سَجَدَ إِنْ قَرُبَ زَمَنُهُ وَمَنْ سَهَا مِرَارًا كَفَهُ سَجْدَتَانٌ It's Palmer's, that's the, who I was thinking of. I know that obviously my guy is using oil of Yule, yeah, but it is Palmer's. Right, let's now do the translation. The translation of today's subject is... The prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. By the way, I just read this a minute ago and I've realized it's a terrible translation. And we need to work on that, okay? The prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. It might not be so terrible actually, but I, I, I'm sure we can do better. Then... Our author, Imam al-Hajjawi, alayhi rahmatullah, he says, If one intentionally leaves a prostration of forgetfulness, that is better to do before the taslim, that prayer is invalidated. 
If he simply forgot to perform it though, and exited the prayer, i.e. gave taslim, but the time is still near, or close, however we were translating that, he can prostrate after, yeah? And finally, if one is repeatedly forgetful in the same prayer, one set of prostrations will be sufficient. All right? So that's what we're covering today. All right, let's jump straight into this translation, which I think is a disaster. وَالسُّجُودُ السَّهْوِي لِمَا يُبْتُلُ عَمْدُهُ وَاجِبُ لِمَا يُبْتِلُ عَمْدُهُ وَاجِبُ the prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. You see, for the longest time when I read it, 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 it read like something else. Then I thought, hold on, that's not what I'm intending. And now when I realize what I'm actually intending, it does actually sound alright, maybe. Alright, what do you guys understand from that from that? Paragraph. Why don't you lot put down in a few words how you understand that paragraph? The prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. I think I'm reading too much into it. I think it's fine now. Oh, yeah. Whilst you're doing that, you know that I'm eating brownie because you saw me eat a brownie. Let me just... Show you that I'm eating a brownie. Now you see me eating a brownie. Now, I want people to work, okay? Only I am taking a break whilst you write it down. Now I'm just showing you this. One second. It's very important. Yeah, we get these things right. Yeah, you can't see that. Okay, you can't tell that. You'd have to be a genius to tell that. This is something I never heard of in my entire life. And it is something which I had for the first time, took a punt on it, being a pack, so it reduced. I said, let me go for it. You know, packs are how packs are. Christmas aisle. Christmas aisle. One bite, everybody knows the rules. Bismillah. It is absolutely banging. It is banging, fam. You know what it's called? It's called Stolen Cake. What the hell is stolen cake? Bro. That. Oh my god. It's halal. It's vegetarian. It's this. It's that. And it's a fit now. Stolen cake with raisins, candied mixed peel and marzipan. Dipped in a sweet almond flavoured sugared syrup and topped with sweet dusting. Now I don't know. But apparently at Christmas the kofsi and he smashed that beer down with the mince pies. Yeah. I just want to say to you, it is so good. I've been having so much of it. All right, that's enough of that. Now, let's see what people are saying. All right. If you intentionally leave out something which invalidates the prayer, you have to do sajda. Yeah. Aren't you cutting out process? In one week's time, Marina. Okay, in one week's time. You see, I'd never heard of stolen cakes. Apparently, I heard now Aldi do really good ones. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. Believe me, it doesn't look good. It looks like Siani. You know, you think of candied peels. You think of almond. You think of this. You think it's horrible. But bro. But bro. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, uh, when something wrong is done intentionally. Must do Sajd Sahu. You see what Safa has written? 
That is how I understood that the translation is trying to say. And that's wrong. Sajda Sahu rectifies mistakes which could otherwise evaluate the prayer. I'm not sure what that means. Mesa, whenever you intentionally do something in the prayer that invalidates the prayer, the prostration for forgetfulness is obligatory. Again, you see, that's what I wanted to see. Mesa and Safa have read it in which I think is wrong. And that's how I read it. So you've read it wrong as well. You've understood it wrong, I mean. Safa, you've understood it wrong, I think. Sumaira says, If you do something intentionally that you know invalidates the Salah, does that not nullify the Salah? I'm sure that is not what you mean. Exactly my point, Sumaira. Right? No, well, that's actually, that's not my point. Sorry. That's not my point. But that's a fact. So therefore, I ask you, you asking me a question. I didn't ask you to ask me a question. I told you to answer my question. I said, what does that statement mean? Right. If you forget sajda, then do sahu before, then you do, okay, Hasna, I don't know what's going on there. Doing a mistake itself has intention behind it. If you do something in a prayer which breaks it on purpose, you have to do sajda, okay. If you intentionally validate the prayer, you need to do, see, so everybody's understood it wrong. Or I've understood it wrong. Either I've understood it wrong or everybody's understood it wrong. Let's get up here. Mustafa says, whenever you intentionally do something in the prayer that invalidates the prayer, the pr yeah, so again, wrong. That's what I think. You see, there's my guy Naeem, you see? Naeem has understood it like I understand it. Or like it should be understood, I should say. But I'm worried about the... Listen, Naeem. Everybody look at Naeem's translation and see... Sorry, Naeem's explanation and realize that it's completely different to how you lot have understood. Okay? Now... Now that you've done that, Naeem, is my translation wrong? What, what have I done in this translation? Why have I made everyone understand it incorrectly? Is it my fault? That's what I want to understand. That's what we're going to do in this, in this part. And by the way, Dina, you're absolutely right. Even the Arabic is not yani, very clear. That's where, that's where the problem comes from, from the Arabic, obviously. But I want to know... Because name is the only one who's understood it without asking me questions. He's understood it. But I think name understands this issue from before. The real question is, all right, that is my translation making... Okay, I don't know whether man's are making jokes or not, but I'm going to wait for name to say yes or no, that my, my translation is wrong. Okay? Basically, let me explain what the... Yeah, but Danish, nobody wrote that. Nobody wrote that Danish. Okay? Right? About, about you know, uh, the, the correct understanding. Oh, right. Honestly, a name wants beats, man. I thought the guy was looking at the translation. The guy was just making up himself. All right. 
That's the translation, everybody. Hold on. That didn't work, did it? The translation is, the prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. Right? Now the problem is, is that that is the actual translation of the Arabic. Now if I was writing this from English, explaining it in a lecture, okay, I would say, I would never translate this tra uh, 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 sentence like that. I would say, if you mistakenly do or say an action that would normally invalidate the prayer if it was done intentionally, then the prostration for forgetfulness for that is obligatory. Now, that is a very, very long-winded way of saying it. And Naeem, he said it. But, 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 no, 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 no. Right, you're saying that what, what Naeem said is the opposite to the Arabic. It's not the opposite to the Arabic. It's not the opposite to the Arabic. Look. That's the problem, Danish, right? You're saying the translation by what I've done, which by the way is the Arabic. Okay. Look. It's not like I'm making it up. Oh, that, that, that's, that looks rubbish. Okay. All right. What's the Sahmi? I'll, I'll, I'll break it down literally. No problem, bro. The prostration for forgetfulness, for that which invalidates the prayer, is obligatory. That's literally all it says, by the way. The sujood is sahu, for that which, ob, ob, which invalidates the prayer, is obligatory. Now, the reason he can say that statement is because he knows that anybody who is a beginner in fiqh knows that it's not possible to intentionally leave the obligations or arkan out of a prayer. It's just not possible because you invalidate the prayer. So he's assuming that from all of you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right? I can't put in unintentionally when the text is not there. I can put unintentionally in in my explanation. All right? Intentionally has to be there because there are certain actions in... Okay, let me... Let me, let me now listen. Yani, uh, 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 Dina, because Sheikh Uthameen considers Rabbi Ghafirli to be an obligation. He is basically saying if you... Um, uh, uh, okay, guys, you see... This is a very important part of the lesson, all right, um, because it's explaining to us how to understand text and author and everything. As for the point, I'll explain it. It's a piece of cake. The actual point is really easy, but the bigger point is that we should understand how to read the statements of scholars. The statement of the scholar, the imam, is very straightforward, actually. He's, he knows that how ridiculous it would be for you to actually think that you can go and evaluate intentionally leave an obligation out he goes of course he knows that you're not going to do that okay he knows that he is you're not going to do that 
So he's basically clarifying that for those actions that if they were left out intentionally, because, okay, now let me explain it. In Salah, okay, in Salah, there are actions that you have to do. And there are actions you don't have to do. And if you leave those actions out intentionally, there's a consequence. If I leave out reciting the surah, ikhlas for example, after surah al-fatiha, I intentionally leave that out. I've left out a sunnah. Leaving out a sunnah intentionally does not do anything to the prayer. However, if I was to leave out the fatiha intentionally, we know that that invalidates the prayer. A person can't go in and say, I'm not going to pray Fatiha today in my prayer. <laughs> Your prayer is gone, finished, it's bam, it's finished. So, the author is saying that if you were to, unintentionally is definitely the bracket word, but it's, it's assumed, okay? Or out of ignorance. That's why, it's just, that's why he hasn't put brackets, because it's unintentional, it's being forced, it's forgetful, yeah? It's mistake. All of the possible reasons you could mess up. If you did a mess up with an action that belongs to the category of those actions that if you were to leave them, the prayer is invalidated. If you were to leave them intentionally, leave them out or do. Yeah. So if you were to leave those bad boys out, then the prayer is going to, then you, uh, the sajda sahu is an absolute obligation. If you don't do it, then the prayer is uh, 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 it's messed up So I think when I explain it like that I think it makes sense In other words Any leaving out Of Any messing up of the obligations Or the arkan or whatever Obligates the, uh, the, the The need for a For a uh, What's it called? For a sajda sahu Okay? A sujuda sahu I think everybody knows that We've covered that but the way that he has put it here is confusing, but the way he's put it here is very important for us to understand what he meant by that. Okay? So, the translation that I had is the literal translation of what he said. I haven't put brackets in. I haven't put anything else in. Okay? So, let's see now. Anything which would invalidate the prayer if done into... See, you see, some of you guys... Uh, 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 now, now, now I have a question. Now that you know what it means, I put to you, and this is what I was trying to explain at the beginning. Yeah, right. Now that you know what it means, now look at the translation again. What's going on, man? Right. Now look at the translation again, and you realize that, yeah, it makes sense. It could be. It could be clearer if we put the word unintentionally in, but if we did that, then we're not translating it literally, right? But do you agree that now looking at the translation again, now knowing what it means, the translation is fine? You see the problem now? So what's the solution to that, folks? I want you to tell me what should we do?
by the way, I really like Mesa's translation. Leaving out something that when intentionally left out invalidates the prayer requires a prostration for forgetfulness. You see, Danish, Mesa didn't add unintentionally. Uh, 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 she didn't add a thingy. By the way, there's no way that playing around with the words can make it clearer. But the actual text itself, as I mean, half are saying no, half are saying yes, so obviously it works. But there are some for, for some it's not working. Anyway, we can uh, we can um, we can play around. Like I said, I like Mesa's better, All right? But even that can be done better. So we can do that in Telegram, okay, folks? All right, let's move on. But now you understand the, the issue that I had, right? I translated it linguistically, or literally rather. Then I kind of didn't like what it was implying. Then I thought, well, if you actually know what the issue is, then it's not so bad. Then I realized that that's right. It's not so bad. Okay, and then you get what I'm trying to say. So we don't need to add the word unintentionally. We just need to be cleverer with the uh, language. All right. So let's. Uh, or footnotes is a solution. Absolutely, uh, and and explanation. And explanation. That's the whole point. Is the text is meant to be explained. People trying to make out that the Arabic is not the English and the English. No, the Arabic is the English. Okay. And I think we go with Mesa, like I said. Mesa is the best that, that, uh, that I just read out of the small selection that I saw. So that's all the Sheikh is saying. All right. Um, now, obviously, if you were to leave out something serious, okay. Um, so Sheikh gives an example of Rabbi Ghafirli, Rabbi Ghafirli between the two sajda. Now, again, you know that the class position that this is a sunnah, not an obligation. But let's just assume the Hanbalis. And that it is a obligation. Now, leaving that out intentionally invalidates the prayer. Okay? So that's now put it in the serious category. Now that means that if you were to forget, not say, not leave out intentionally, if you were to forget to say Rabbi Ghafirli, Rabbi Ghafirli, and you remembered right at the end, and you said, oh, I forgot Rabbi Ghafirli, Rabbi Ghafirli, you have to do the sajda. Is that clear, everybody? If that's clear, say yes, that's crystal clear. That is the taught point, okay? That's the taught point of this class. And then you can build upon that. If you forget Fatiha, obviously if you were to leave Fatiha out intentionally, you've invalidated the prayer. So you have to, if you miss out Fatiha, you have to do the sajda. But obviously the difference is, is that not only do you have to do the sajda, but you have to bring the Fatiha again. So you'll end up doing another raka actually, because you've got to do the rukun as well. All right? Uh, for example, if you uh, left out the tashahud al-awwal, for example. All right? Then, likewise, you would have to, um, uh, 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 you would have to, um, what's the word? Uh, have to do the uh, sajda because the tashahud uh, al-awwal is obligatory, right? We know it, and so that, and you, if you left it out intentionally, the prayer would be invalidated. So, if you were to forget it, or you were to get doubtful about it, or whatever you did. But you remembered, and you didn't intend to mess it up, and you remembered. You fix it with the sujood, and the sujood is obligatory. Okay? Um, and likewise, what we said before, what about if you were to leave out an action 
that do, uh, that uh, intentionally that doesn't that doesn't yani uh, 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 invalidate the prayer like subhanakallahumma bihamdik dua al-istiftah as we say then we said before that it's not obligatory to do the sajda uh, sahu and we even argued that it doesn't even make sense if you remember that lesson but we said it's legislated meaning yani that from an angle of people yani messing up something that's a common thing that they should be doing and they let themselves down so if they want to do it then it's something which is good they can do it but is obligatory no it's not obligatory okay um what about if you were to speak so we know that for example uh that it's not just leaving things out but adding things as well okay so it's not just adding things out but it's not it's not leaving things out but it's adding things as well so for example um uh when you speak if you intentionally were to speak proper language and i say i mean hey hey listen come over here something like that right there's no doubt that you did that intentionally that kind of conversation that amount of words that is uh invalidating the prayer okay um but done mistakenly that doesn't yani invalidate the prayer so um so yeah so in so in in this scenario sheikh uthamin asked a question so for example if a person was to uh speak out okay there's a difference between this and actions which are from the actual prayer itself so for example we uh, so so the, 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 we can't we can't make a, a complete exact analogies so for example the tashahhud the first tashahhud we know that that is an obligation yeah we know that the ruku' is a pillar so it's an obligation plus some these are things that if you were to leave out intentionally right or do in the wrong place intentionally as well so let's say you added a ruku' somewhere uh, intentionally this would invalidate the prayer no doubt about it if you were to do it mistakenly leaving out or adding the shahwat or ruku' in a certain place or whatever then we know you've got to fix the prayer appropriately as we've covered and you have to definitely make the sajda obligatory because these are things which would normally validate the prayer however speaking out yeah in english in the prayer this is similar but not the same similar because if you were to do it intentionally it invalidates the prayer however as is our class position if it's not done intentionally and it's forgetful done forgetful forget out of forgetfulness or ignorance or whatever what not it is not obligatory to make a sajda asahu for it as we covered it's not yani considered to be one of the fundamentals of the prayer that that yani you must obligate the sajda for so it's not in every single category when we say that that which obligatorily obligatorily Uh, 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 that which invalidates the prayer if done intentionally and it uh, is obligations or left out intentionally we're talking from the primary actions of the prayer itself sheikh asked a question he goes okay then if we say that that's allowed yani uh, that the the, the sajda does not need to be done for someone who speaks out in english what about if you speak out uh arabic quran in the wrong place so for example if a person recites in the ruku' or in sujood quran out of forgetfulness though okay now what happens in this scenario 
is it yani, obligatory for him to do the sajda or is it a sunnah? Okay? So the Sheikh says that the majority of the scholars do not consider it to be obligatory. They do not consider it to be obligatory because they do not see, as the Qaeda, as our text says, that the performing of this act intentionally invalidates the prayer. So if a person wants to recite Quran in the sajda, the majority of the scholars do not consider this intentionally if you were to do it. They do not consider it to invalidate the prayer. Some even allowed it, right? Now, the problem, of course, is that there are hadith that, that prohibit it. Now, we'll come to that in a second. But I you want you to understand, if you do not think that doing it intentionally invalidates the prayer, then you can never then obligate the sajda to fix it because you've got nothing, you've got nothing to fix. Does that make sense? Yeah? So, now that that's in your head, I want you to imagine that there are some scholars that say, no, we've got a major problem. So some of the scholars, as Sheikh says on page, at the bottom of page 393, some of the scholars and some of the, the literalists, they said that if a person intentionally recites in the ruku' or the sujood, then definitely the prayer is invalidated because it's not allowed. And because the Prophet ﷺ said, Is it not that I was prohibited to recite in the ruku' and in the sujood? Um, so... Or you can translate that as indeed I was prohibited. Okay, um, and this hadith narrated by Bukhari and something which is uh, obviously uh, authentic. Um, so uh, Sheikh then says that uh, when a person is uh, reciting the Quran and he's in ruku' and sujood, then he's done something which the lawmaker has prohibited, and therefore the prayer has been invalidated. Such as, for example, someone who would speak out. Yani it's the same thing. Uh, Zaid ibn Arqam radiyallahu anhu. He said. This hadith is also in Bukhari and he said that we were commanded to be silent and we were prohibited uh, to speak and therefore this is a uh, Sheikh said this is a very very strong uh, 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 evidence however he says that if you think about it there's a difference from between Nuhina and Al-Kalam Yani we were prohibited from speaking and I was prohibited from reciting the Qur'an because the prohibition of the recitation of the Qur'an is only in certain places. The recitation of the Qur'an is from the prayer. It's an essential part of the prayer. It's from the arkan of the prayer. Just a little bit extra in a certain places we don't do. Okay? Like in sajda and in ruku'ah. Whereas the, the statement of Zayd ibn Arqam, that is, yani we were prohibited from kalam. Kalam, speech, that's prohibited completely from the prayer. It's not even close to the prayer. It's not even part of the prayer. It's not from the jins of prayer. It's not from the jins of ibadah. It's not from dhikr. It's completely prohibited. So both can't be put on the same pedestal. And Sheikh Uthameen is absolutely right there. Okay? We can't, yani, apply the same. So, so, um, based upon that, uh, what can we say? We can say that the, the correct position, the class position is that if a person wants to recite in the, in the sajda uh, or ruku'a from the Qur'an, that he is not obligated to make the sajda. That's the class position. I also want to add, to strengthen our class position, that we don't even consider it to be prohibited al-itlaq. That if a person was to recite parts of ayat in the form of dua, then that's not a problem. That's not even yani, coming under the prohibition and Allah knows best. Now, you've got to understand why, of course, it is prohibited, why the hadith exists. The hadith exists because the Qur'an is meant to be recited in a manner, it's the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
and it's uh, honorable words that should not be put that should not be yani, coming forth in a humiliated debased low state the sajda is the most humiliated lowest part but if you turn it into your own personal plea your own dua like yani, you know rabbana uh, so you can if you were to read it as a dua that's okay even safer is to say allahumma atina fid dunya hasanatain changing the rabbana changing the ayah so that you turn it into your own human speech because once you've changed the word it becomes human speech right so uh, uh, then I think yani, there's some space so we're flexible on the matter anyway but even if you were to be super strict and say no it's haram blah blah we'll say listen it might be haram, but there it is not yani, like the invalidator of the prayer like speaking is. So I hope that that makes sense. Okay? And then the penultimate line. So I, I think that's all pretty straightforward, I think. Then the penultimate line. We are going to finish, okay? Sarah yani, was, was uh, saying that the yani, marina class is not going to work. Marina class always works. A marina class always works. You know why a marina class always works? Because a marina class comes with sugar, refined sugar, and... Horribly unhealthy food. Guess what I found today? Bro. Now, look. Look at that. Now, I got so excited when I saw this. Because that's a lot. But. But. Shazad Salim. Said to me. That this. Is a disaster. He, you know what he said? He said that you know when people mess up something. Okay. And. Oh, guys can you see that? Halal control. When is the last time you saw on a chocolate bar, Western chocolate bar, halal? By the way, Ferrara Russia is completely overrated. Horrible. But Toblerone is not overrated. What Toblerone is, is not worth the hassle. The amount of effort that goes in into breaking one of these, which you've got to be a bodybuilder for, basically, Annie, when you want to try and snap it, yeah? It is not worth it. I don't care if orange or not orange or anything. Okay, it's just not worth it. So, you have to wear gloves for these or tissue or you got to do a big bowl thing and cut it all up in one go. Get your hands dirty, then lick it all and then wash your hands. Then get a spoon and then eat it. Listen, listen, you can hate. You can hate. One bite, everybody knows rules. I'm just saying that's waiting for me. Okay, all right. Don't interrupt me, okay? You guys are always wasting the time. Always wasting the time. So, the Sheikh says, in the next uh, uh, part, he says, if one intentionally leaves a prostration, of forgetfulness obviously, that's whenever we say prostration, we mean that, okay, that is better to do before the taslim, that prayer is invalidated. If he simply forgot to perform it and exited the prayer, by the, by the time is still near, he can prostrate. So basically, if you're meant to be doing the sujood al-sahu before the taslim, i.e. like when you miss out on obligation, etc. Okay? 
then that prayer is invalidated. If you do it intentionally. Now intentionally actually means the intentionally intentionally. Unlike in the previous sentence, right? So this is you like saying, like, right, I know I've missed it out. I've missed it out. Gotta make sajda. Gotta make sajda. I gotta make sajda. You know what? I'm not gonna make sajda now. I'm gonna make sajda afterwards. That invalidates the prayer. Okay? And the reason, by the way, everybody needs to press the live button on the on the video because people are behind, okay? On YouTube, press the little dot, red dot. It should be red, okay? So, um, so I just want you to uh, uh, understand about this debate again. I'll summarize that the sujud sahu, yeah, is. Either before or afterwards. That's super clear from the hadith. All the authentic hadith, Bukhari, Muslim, everything, make it clear that we've got a couple of incidences that happened before, a couple afterwards. And according to Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah, according to Sheikh Uthameen, um, they very neatly compartmentalized the kind of mistakes into four, and they've put them two before Taslim, two after Taslim. A reminder, if you have doubt about something, no idea what is right, then you just build upon that and you fix your prayer and you make sajda before. That's called the sajda of doubt, number one. That's before taslim. Number two, when you miss out an obligation. If you miss out an obligation, uh, you forgot it, whether you are able to go back to it or not, but once you've forgotten it, okay, and you've uh, if you were to go back to it, you know, most of the time, if you're able to go back to it very quickly, then it doesn't consider to be a mistake. But if you were to do something which is like silly, which is you're standing up in Fatiha, then you go back to it. That's a major problem. But that kind of thing, you miss out an obligation. That's also before Sajda, uh, before Taslim. So the two before. The two after is if you miss a Rukan or you add something to the prayer, then that's going to be Sajda after. And if you had doubt, but then you thought about it and you realize you're okay and you just carry on as normal. That is after the taslim. So those are the two categories. Now, what's very interesting is that the, uh, the scholars, they differed over this, right? They all, the madhahib, they had their different takes on how to understand these different sajdas. Some said there's an exception, some said it's abrogated, some have said this, some said that. So for example, Abu Hanifa, alayhi rahmatullah, he said that all of the sujood sahu happened after the taslim, after the salam. Al-Shafi'i, he said, all of them are before the salam. That's yani, the popular position of the madhab. Okay? Or, I can maybe more accurately say that's his own position because some of the school yani, consider Al-Muftabihi to be not that, okay? But just keep that in, in, in mind. Imam Malik said, a little bit of nuance, he said that if, you, if you've missed something out, then it's before, and if you've add something, then it's afterwards. But if you have yani, some forgetfulness and you increase, then it's before. So Malik is very close to, the, to Imam Ahmed. Okay, and in the Hanbali school, okay, 
we've got a couple of different positions as always but the class position that you can see is that they are all before they prefer all of them before to be are before the taslim except except number 1 if you add something to the prayer and when you add something to the prayer by that they don't mean if you add something in of itself but you add something because you gave salam before you finish the prayer early now if you finish the prayer early by definition you're adding to the prayer it's another way of saying it but if you if you give salam and you finish the prayer early uh you know you prayed three instead of uh four you prayed two instead of four you give the taslim what you've done effectively is added a taslim haven't you yeah you might say oh you've exited the prayer well okay well you're going to stand up and pray so you've actually added the taslim to the prayer and you're gonna have to make up for it as well so they said that ends after the taslim and they said that if you do this taharri you know you you have some doubt you work out what's right and that's after the prayer as well so the hanbalis have generally got it yani you know like malik but in better nuance and then sheikh uthameen and ibn taymiyyah they came and they made it yani super um uh, uh you know clear kind of uh um categorization and is is nice and it's 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 useful okay it's useful now so that's why the sheikh says if one intention leaves a prostration that is better to do before the taslim now this word better to do before the taslim right there's a problem in this statement because first of all if you are admitting that there is that the sajda is sometimes better to do before and better to do after. You know the word better indicates flexibility, even if you don't believe it's flexible, right? Now, as I said before, in general, the madhahib in their fatwa positions, they are flexible in that if a person was to make the mistake and do the sajda that's meant to be done before afterwards, or do the sajda that was meant to be done afterwards before, they consider the prayer to be valid. If you like, from the outside of the madhahib, that doesn't seem like the case. But once you go deep into each madhab and you look at the fatwa positions, then you find it very rare that they'll say your prayer is invalidated because you got the sajda in the wrong place. And if you think about this logically, or certainly in my opinion, I think this is the correct right thing to do. This is quite a complicated matter and to expect the masses to know and differentiate into each different category of mistake. Students of knowledge struggle with this. What about the masses? Right now, that might be a weak argument. It's a weak. It's an argument to common sense, which is not necessarily the primary source of Islam. However, I strongly believe this. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is because he then follows and says that the prayer is invalidated. Right now, now we're okay with that. Yeah, and maybe because not because he's going, he's being, he's being strict, but but because he's saying that you did it intentionally. So it's not like you weren't sure. Right? So you just did it before or afterwards. Now, the fatwa of the scholars is about not being sure. So if you're not sure you do it before, or you're not sure you do it afterwards, it's okay. If you were to ask them, but what about if you know that it's meant to be done before or after, according to your madhab or according to your position, and you did it intentionally, then even they will also say it's invalidated. And that is the important nuance to catch here. Okay? And Allah knows best. That's what I understand. I could be wrong, but that's what I understand. Okay? Maybe some of the Shafi's Maliki, some of the Hanabila who are, you know, into their madhab, maybe they can make a comment about that. But that's what I understand. It's the intentional action that is a problem here. Now, that's because 
That's because, and the unintentional one they're okay with. And that's because they do not consider the performance before and after to be obligatory in of itself. That's, they think it's better to do it before and better to do it afterwards. Now, the problem occurs with Sheikh Uthameen's own position, and which is also supported by Ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn Taymiyyah's position and Sheikh Uthameen's position is that it is obligatory to do the sajda that is meant to be done before the salam, to be done before the salam. And it is obligatory to do those sujood asahu that are meant to happen after the prayer, after the prayer. And therefore, if you were to leave that out, okay, it would be sinful. You have to. And he comes to this because the actual sajda itself is wajib. And whatever is not possible to do, whatever is needed to get that wajib done itself becomes wajib. That's Sheikh Uthameen's evidence. He's saying that we see the Prophet ﷺ very clearly yeah, and he do these actions in their place and he said, Pray like you see me pray. So therefore we have to copy him and we would never play around with the ruku'a or the subhanahu or the tashahud or whatever. So he's saying it's obligatory. Now I have to say that in my heart, the safe position is to go with Sheikh Uthameen and say the class position is that. And I'm fine with saying that. But I have to say personally, I think that it's not obligatory knowledge. It's not obligatory to do the sujood before and the sujood after in their respective places. I think there's flexibility. Okay? Not complete flexibility. I mean that a person yani, who did that and didn't know, I don't think their prayer is invalidated. Well, Sheikh Uthameen said if he doesn't know, the prayer is invalidated because he has to know which way the sajda is going to be in which part. So... I don't know if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah. If there's any questions on that particular part, okay. Yeah, and in summary, what I want to what I, what I want to say and we by the way, we are going to finish this uh, whole section cuz there's not much left. So, we're going to finish on time inshallah about hour of 10-15 minutes. And um, uh, yeah, and he, uh, Sheikh Uthameen has made it very clear that the Sunnah is, is uh, uh, and for him, obligatory, but for us, Sunnah. That there are two types of sajda before, there are two types of sajda afterwards. And that you are meant to do them yeah, he, in their right places. The rest of the scholars are either saying, no, they should all be done before, or they should all be done after, or there should be some nuance. They've all got the different opinions, as I suggested. But all of them said that, however... If a person messed it up unintentionally, it's not going to invalidate the prayer. And that's the position of the majority of scholars, frankly. Okay? And that's what I personally believe. However, the class position considers it to be obligatory to pray these in the right place. And I think that's the safer position. It fits in line with the evidences. It fits in line with the detail how the Prophet showed us. It fits in line with the system. The system really works. I, you know, I have to tell you that when you study... Uh, the prostration for forgetfulness I didn't come across And I did study this in detail from the Madahib I didn't come across A better explanation for all of the variations Like Sheikh Uthameen's explanation That's just a straight up honesty And it's not like you know for any other reason 
he's the only one who's able to account for all the hadith, which is the way of Ahl hadith. And now I am from Ahl hadith. That's my background. That's my, when I say Ahl hadith, I don't mean Jamiat Ahl hadith. I'm talking about the people of hadith, the fiqh of hadith is my approach. Yeah, per, that's why the principles of Ahl hadith. And the principles of Ahl hadith is all about reconcil- reconciling between athar. You've got to reconcile between a hadith. You've got to. And not go to weak answers like that's abrogated or that's weak or that, you know, you've got to be able to see complete yani, quality positions. But Allah knows best. All right. So it's OK for our class position to be that it is obligatory to do these in the right place. OK. Uh, but anyway, the other point of benefit. OK. The other point of uh, benefit, actually before I do that, let's do some questions here. So for Shaykh Uthameen and Ibn Taymiyyah, what would be the ruling in the case of one who doesn't know when the sajda is done and they do all their sajdas in one place or the other? Is their prayer lacking? You see, Sarah, that's the problem with Ibn Uthameen's opinion. That is, you've, you've, you've perfectly encapsulated the problem. And he skips the question. Now, I might be being rude here. Allah knows best. Okay? Right? But you want to be able to make... Once you've made your statement, he said... He says at the top of page 3, I'm going to read this, I'm going to, I'm going to read this out literally, okay? At the top of 395. He said that the second position in this issue is that the sujood before the salam or after it is to be considered obligatory. And that whatever is found in the sunnah, when it happened before, it is obligatory to do those before. And whatever in the sunnah shows that it happens after the salam, then it must, must be obligatorily done after the salam. This is what was chosen by Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, and it is the stronger preponderant position. The reason that that has been uh, 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 arrived at is because of the statement of the Messenger wasallam, and as for his actions as well, yani in all of them. And he lists all of the hadith that we've been covering. You know what he doesn't say? He doesn't... Well, for then he goes. Uh, he goes, so therefore, based upon all of these hadith that indicate yani, he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that. Therefore, it is obligatory upon every single person to know the sujood that's meant to be done before the salam and to know the sujood that's meant to happen after the salam and that these obligatory sujood cannot be done except by certain means which them by themselves intrinsically become obligatory i.e. the positioning of them become obligatory and that's it very nice and neat and he, he, he avoids the question which is what about a person who doesn't know if he doesn't know are you saying that his prayers are validated and here's my gut feeling. And this is why I've got a problem with this position. That's why personally I don't follow this position. I'm happy for it to be the class position. But personally I don't like it. Because you've now got to say, yeah, the prayer is invalidated. And I don't think that he would. I think if he was asked, there's a person who doesn't know, da 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 da, da then what's going to happen? He's going he's gonna to answer like every scholar would answer. Which is that if he doesn't know, then he has the excuse of ignorance, didn't know what's going on, tried his best, the prayer is not invalidated. Honestly, 
I think he's going to say that. I think he's going to say that. Now, technically speaking, if you say that, you're kind of going against your own position. If you think it's obligatory. Now, the Jamhur, the majority of the scholars, have got no problem saying that. Because they don't consider it to be an absolute obligation. Right? So like I said, yani, there's nuance that is not there. And sometimes a position... You know, I've always said, you know, one of my one of my points that I try to teach students is that whenever you want to understand the situation or get to the truth, apply the stress test to it. Right? Put negative scenarios to it. Put it in the worst case scenario, see how it holds up. When you put the worst case scenario to this position, I think that it starts to fail a little bit. And I'm comfortable with the fact that the majority of scholars, if the person does not know where it's meant to go and they do it, either side thinking that's the right one or following the position of the scholars I think it's okay and I th- that, that's the position that I personally believe however it's good that our class position is a stricter one that our taught position is a stricter one that we tell people learn and study this properly because it's actually very straightforward now with that said earlier on that's a big statement better than comparative fixed text no doubt about it with that I spent my whole life on comparative fixed text fix texts with that okay and I can tell you that his summary paragraph, which has been put, I think we put on Telegram like one or two weeks ago, is the best, simplest summary of all of the hadith on the matter. No doubt about it in my mind. No doubt about it. Right. Let's just finish this off. Then we do the rest of the questions. So hold on. All right. Let me now finish. Let's go to a marina. And then we'll go and do questions. So Sheikh then mentions another thing that we can learn from this statement is that that this is only applicable for the sajda before. That's what the author says. So he's a lot more relaxed about the sajda afterwards. So if you missed, if you intentionally left out the sajda afterwards, then that's something else. Okay? So if you leave out, well, so a person yani, uh, 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 leaves out the sajda for adding to the prayer, then, you know, um, that's something which is... Uh, not going to invalidate the prayer. Now let me just tell you something. There's actually method to this madness with that statement. There are a number of scholars that didn't even consider the need to make a sajda if you add something. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Right? If the hadith wasn't there, it would make sense. But the hadith is there. That's why we make the sajda. But even they, they are like, well, it's sunnah. That hadith shows it's sunnah, not obligatory. Because they're saying, what are we, why, what are we uh, making sajda for? Like, any sajda that occurs at the humbly position, any sajda which occurs after the sajda, uh, any sajda which occurs or is to be done after the taslim, is always for something that you fixed already. So if you look at the two in our position, in our opinion, it's done if you add something to the prayer, and it's done if you had doubt and then you knew that you got it right. So in actual fact, the sujood that you do after the taslim is for something that actually is a complete prayer with something added. Yeah, you messed up, you were a bit dumb, you forgot something. Okay, but the prayer was solid. And in the second scenario, you were a bit dumb, you forgot something, blah, blah, blah. But the prayer is fine. The prayer is fine. So a lot of the fuqaha, they actually considered all sajda that occur after the taslim to be meh, 
yeah, if you do it, it's good. If you don't, not a problem because you fixed the prayer. You did more than you not. You you invested more in your prayer already. Why need to do sujood sahab? Obviously, our position is that it's a sunnah at the very least, and if that means position, it's obligatory. It is obligatory. Nothing about common sense or anything like that. Um, and someone, and some of them also indicated some common other points. They said that the, the, the sujood which is before the, the, the sajda is the sajda for the prayer. Or the, sorry, the sajda within the prayer is part of the prayer. And therefore it becomes more important. Whereas the sajda for after the prayer is like something separate. It's for the prayer when it's done afterwards. It's something to be donated to the prayer. Whereas the sajda which is done inside the prayer, it is Yani in the prayer, it's part of the prayer, it's intrinsic to the prayer, it's fundamental to the prayer. Whereas all those sujood that happen after taslim is after you finish the prayer. So it's like kind of from afar, it's a foreigner, it's a like a it's not like a full citizen. Yeah? It's like got a temporary visa. It's not got full rights, full heaviness. Yeah. Uh Sheikh, for example, he goes, you know, for example, if a person was to leave the tashahud al-awwal the first tashahud, intentionally, the prayer would be invalidated. Like you just say, he just said, I'm not going to do it. However, if a person was to intentionally leave out the iqama, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashadu Allah, Ilaha Illa, Ashadu Anna Muhammad, Rasulullah, intentionally leave it out, the prayer is not invalidated. Because the iqama is an obligation for the prayer. It is not part and parcel of the prayer. It's for the prayer. Okay? He goes, for example, if you leave out the congregation and instead pray by yourself, intentionally, you've not invalidated your prayer, although some said you did. Even Hazm is one of them. But anyway, because that congregation is for the prayer. It's not the fundamental prayer itself. So, that's yani, a position which actually has some sense. It's not, yani, you know, uh, 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 we're okay. I hope that that makes sense. And just to finish off then, he then says, and, oh, sorry, no. Uh, yeah, and if he simply forgot to perform it and exited the prayer, but the time is still near, he can prostrate. But if he was actually wanting to do it before, but forgot, he gave the salam, then remembers, now you just do it there and then. So you just like, oh, and now you go and do it. And if you were to do it like that, again, the whole rules that we covered a couple of weeks ago, which is that as long as you're in the same place, in the same time zone, and the same kind of, you know, then five minutes, ten minutes, and place, all of that zone thing. As long as you're close and near, then just knock it out. Okay? Afterwards, you just knock it out. Um, question. What if a person forgets to do it? What if you know that you're meant to do a sajda? Regardless of whether the sajda was for before the taslim or after the taslim, it doesn't matter. But you forgot to do it. Okay? Or you forgot until you remembered like half an hour or an hour later. Or you were got home, you prayed in the mosque and now you got home. Okay? Uh, the sheikh says that it's pardoned from him. Which is interesting and is an important rule. That once the person had the intention to do it, but they forgot. And 
time goes and everything goes, the prayer is not invalidated. But the uh, sajda is just basically dropped from him. He doesn't have to go back to the masjid. It's gone. Okay? Uh, unlike if you are in the prayer. If you are in the prayer still, you have to obviously do that sajda. Whereas the one which is afterwards, it is like separate now from the prayer. Now, I'm going to say something in a second, but let me, let me just finish this. Um, this is obviously not referring to a rukan or anything any fundamental. If you missed out a rukan, if you missed out a rukan, you must fix it in the prayer. If you forgot to do it sajda after the prayer, and you remember one, two hours later, it's gone. You leave it. End of story. Now, What's interesting is that Ibn Taymiyyah, Uthameen didn't follow him in this, Ibn Taymiyyah said, no, he must make sajda. Whenever he remembers, day later, weeks later, hours later, outside the world, in his home, he must do it. And he used the qiyas with the hadith of the Prophet about the prayer, that he should pray as soon as he remembers it. This is the one who doesn't pray because he forgets or he sleeps and wakes up, oversleeps, then he should do it. And he used that. Shaykh Uthameen, Said, I don't know about that. He goes, that I don't think we can make qiyas on these two. Because that prayer is yani, a fundamental thing that needs to be made up. Whereas a sajda is yani, you know, a small aspect. It's not even part of the prayer. It's yani, a fixing kind of thing. It's, you can't compare such a huge thing like the prayer that must be done versus a sajda, which is not so important. He thinks that's the closer to the... He thinks the position of the Hanabila, what, the, what it says there, that's yani, uh, a fine... He can prostrate as long as the time is near. But if the time is not near, you're far away, whatever, then it's gone. The prayer does not need to be invalidated. Your prayer is good as it is. You missed out on the sajda. This is yani, your own ignorance or your own forgetfulness. That in itself has been forgotten. And again, subhanAllah, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's from his, mount, his bounty and his mercy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And to finish off, folks, alhamdulillah, oh, what a chapter this was. And if one is repeatedly forgetful in the same prayer, one set of prostrations will be sufficient. So this is very simple. If you make a number of mistakes, then you don't need to make 50 sujood. If you made 50 mistakes, they're all covered by one sajda. All right, one set. Now the question arises, what if they are of different um, uh, 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 quantities? Uh, different locations. So let's say you added salmon, left salmon, meaning that your account shows that you've got to make Yani a sajda beforehand, before taslim, and you've got to make sajda after the taslim. And the scholars differed over this, okay? And they've got their own little kind of common sense thingies, and there's not much evidence. However, I think from what I've explained so far, you can see that the sujood that are in the prayer are part of the prayer, and they're more important. And it becomes first, so it's like a priority almost, right? So that is what should be given the, 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 the preference and the, and, the, and the priority. And that's what the majority of the scholars say. What's very interesting is they, is they said that if there were multiple mistakes, there was like three that were mistakes that needed before and one mistake that is afterwards, then you go where the numbers are. If you made three that require afterwards and then you have uh, mistakes, I mean, three mistakes that are needing it afterwards and one mistake that's needing it before, then you give the after the, 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 the way so you do it after in each of these cases you only do one set I'm just using numbers as an example of the mistakes you make so if you make loads and loads of mistakes you made 15 mistakes and then 2 mistakes 15 that made, need it before 2 that need it after you would do one sajda and you do it before 
So even if you go with the numbers argument, most of the time it's going to end up before. And even if you don't go with the numbers argument, but you go with the fact that, you know what, inside the prayer is more important than outside the prayer, then you're going to go with inside the prayer. Each case is only one set and Allah knows best. That's a class position as well. Um, so for example, person's praying, he forgets to say Subhan Rabbil Azim in the Ruqwa. He forgets to say Sami Allahu Liman Hamida. He forgets to say Subhan Rabbil A'la. He forgets to do Tashahud Al-Awwal. These are all obligations. All of these are just one Sajda to fix it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and that folks okay is that Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah I know you folks don't like it what did he say I know you people don't like it when I say this Alhamdulillah what a legend what a legend right folks let's do questions please let's Yani finish off these questions I will do firstly the questions of the class. Uh, I will do firstly the questions of the uh, Shismo, the uh, Fiqh. I will smash your boy. Right. Um, guys, can you repeat your questions? Because I can't go down. Please. Forgive me, man. Just repeat your questions because uh, uh, it's missions, okay? And Amina says, last time you said Sajda Sahu after Taslim would cover for both types of mistakes. No, I didn't. Amina, I said a lot of detail, okay? You need to go and have a lot of, lot of reading of the transcribed notes when it comes out. You will, inshallah, get to it. Of a huge amount of detail we've covered about what's before and after. Mariam says, so just to confirm, if you miss a rukan and remember once you exited the prayer and not in the time, place, etc., you do not repeat the prayer? No, you repeat the prayer. Okay, that's a different scenario. If you missed a rukan and you remember, your prayer is gone. Because that was a fundamental yani, uh, uh, whole thing. Now, Rehan, on the whole Waitrose milk, it's always better than every other milk. On the whole organic milk, please don't say that because my missus is driving me flipping nuts, bro. She's paying si my money, of course, yeah, silly money on organic milk. Alright, now here's my problem. I'm down for the organics, all great, this, that, whatever, whatnot. But what is inorganic about flipping milk, bro? Alright? British milk is the best milk in the world, bro, bro, bro. Any milk you get from the supermarket in England is a Jenna milk, bro. Oh my god, it's the one thing on the planet that doesn't need to be organic. That's my point. I'm down to paying extra money for high quality food, bro, bro. Fair trade guy, I'm down for that. Organics in that bad. But milk didn't need it. Alright. Oh, Graham's gold top. It doesn't need you see, it doesn't need to be Graham's either. Just gold top. Okay? Just gold top. If someone is reciting a recently memorized surah in Salah and gets ayah jumbled and knows they have messed it up, is the sujud sahu necessary? No, it's not. Because the surah itself is not obligatory. If the opinion, Allah knows best. If the in the haram do we need a sutra for sunnah prayers? It's sunnah. Okay, Ali? When the, uh, to have a sutra. Alright? For all the prayers, including the sunnah prayers. When the fard prayer ends, everyone starts leaving and it becomes difficult to pray as constantly people walk in front. What is recommended? That you must not pray in the place where the people are. It's not allowed for you to allow people to come, even in the haram. I've spoken about this in detail uh, in the sutra section. Fahad says, if the opinion you follow says that you do the sajda before, 
and the Imam or the prayers and things that you follow do it after. I answered this last week, Fahad. You go with the Imam. You go with the Imam. We answered that last week. Um, if one is leading the prayer and makes a mistake, let's say missing an obligation, and the people behind him are the Ahnaf, is it okay to do the Sajda Asahu after the Taslim in order to not to confuse the people, even though the Imam knows it is better to do the Sajda Asahu before the Taslim in this case? Oh. You see, this is a really difficult one. This is difficult because it's a brilliant question. It's because we know what the Sunnah is and do we take a position that we don't believe in out of unity? I, my answer would be that it's not the biggest problem in the world. But obviously, Ibn Taymiyyah, I mean, a number of scholars are not going to have this at all. At all, they'll never allow that. I want to say that you should not allow it either, Yani. But if push comes to shove, you know best. If a huge fitness is going to come out of it, then you you take it. Hormones in the cows, yeah. I don't know about that. Zakaria, this is the problem, Zakaria, right? When I teach classes, I want to teach people Islam, right? And I want to teach people aql. Aql. Habibi, you go out of this country and drink milk in any like I'm even talking Canada, which is a lovely country. I'm saying go to any place in the world and you drink their milk. Bro, people around the world fantasize about our milk and people saying, we don't want our milk, we want flipping organic milk. Are you kidding me? Thank you, Zakaria. Once you've had milk outside of the UK, Sainsbury's Basics milk is like ambrosia from heaven. Honestly, Zakaria, every once in a while you make a proper statement. That's a proper... You know what I mean, fam? AFTV, whatever it's called, statement. Right. What I meant is if I do a mistake that requires sajda asahu before taslim, and one mistake that requires sajda asahu after taslim, then one sajda after taslim would take precedence. Yeah, if I said that, then that's a mistake. The class, and I think I mentioned this last week as well, I said that if I said that before, I said that it should be before. And I just repeated it now, it should be before. Okay? Sumaira says, from Sheikh's summary about it, the omission of a wajib that one returned to. Sheikh, I'm assuming, means Uthameen in his, in here or in a, the book of uh, 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 prostrations. He says, if he remembers it after having moved on from its place in the prayer, but before reaching the pillar that follows it, then he returns to it and performs it. Then he completes his prayer and gives salutation, prostrates for forgetfulness and gives salutation. So here, the sajjah is after taslim. That's right. But this is not a mission of wajib. Because he didn't miss the wajib. This is, according to Sheikh Uthameen, addition of actions. It's the standing. Right? And he has made the standing, even though it's not a rukan, he said it's an action. And it's added cumulative to the prayer. That's why we always say that when you add, you do it after. Okay? And when you miss out, you do it before. So for example, Sheikh will also say that if he starts reciting Fatiha, it's too late now. Write it off. You've missed it. So now you do it before. If you don't miss it, you sit down. And you've done it, and that's it. And I'm okay with that. 
I hope that makes sense. What if one forgot how many sajda one did? Uh, I don't know, man. Just getting silly now. I don't know. So why should a person intentionally leave out an action that would invalidate the prayer then do the sajda sahu? Why not do the prayer properly? No, Maysara. They don't intentionally leave it out. The word intentionally is being used to, to grade the importance of the action. Yani meaning that if an action is so important that if it's left out, then it will... And if you did it, if you left it out intentionally, if you left it out intentionally, those are the actions that you need to make sajda for. Okay? Turkish milk isn't actually bad, by the way. Okay? Isn't uh, following sajda sahu of the imam similar to praying with her differently in congregation? The hnaf usually do that, maghrib and you just follow. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But you leading it is something else. You know what I'm saying? If someone's invested in shares that is non-sharia compliant according to the app Zoya, should that person sell this straight? No, they don't need to sell it straight away. I'll answer that in the thing as well. I, I, I did see that just a little while ago. In the US, organic milk surely is better. I've seen a difference. We do organic milk from store, but currently a friend is trying to convince me to buy raw cow milk. Ugh. That's horrible, man. It's so horrible. Um... Not sure if you want to talk about this in a class anymore. If you don't, we'll do it in the Telegram. Let's have a look. Update to the suggested translation of Initially suggested leaving out something that when intentionally left out invalidates prayer requires a pressure. Translated literally, this phrase means that which done intentionally invalidates prayer. But that which invalidates prayer when done intentionally is not restricted to do something out. You can add something to the prayer that validates the prayer too. Correct. Correct, Mesa. So, if that's what is meant by the statement, then perhaps we should not use leaving something out. Very good point. So, new suggestion. That which, when done intentionally, invalidates the prayer, necessitates a prostration for forgetfulness. That which when done intentionally invalidates that which when done intentionally invalidates the prayer necessitates a prostration for forgetfulness. That which when done intentionally invalidates the prayer. Let's vote on that. I'm going to put it down. Folks, are you happy with this covering? If you are, say yes. And we go with it. If one normally performs salah in the sitting position, can they lead salah? I think the answer is yes. However, my mother, alayha rahmatullah, and her friends are convinced that anyone who performs salah in the sitting position, they shouldn't be the imam. That's the position of a number of scholars, Ahlam, by the way. My mum requested that you confirm. That, you know that, that you, you literally blew my mind, right? You know that you literally, Ahlam, you literally blew my mind. My mum requested that I confirm with you after you killed her literally a sentence before. God bless her soul. If she's alive, you say God bless her cotton socks. You don't go God bless her soul and make it out like she's died. Unbelievable. You blew my mind. I said, I've just, gotten, I've just, I've just done the whole rahimahullah on it. My mum requested she's just come back to life again. Unbelievable, Ahlam. Unbelievable. Allah Anyway, the answer is that 
it's safer position to go with the Jamhur and not lead the prayer. Uh, it is a position of the scholars. And by the way, where it comes from, it's in the, well, I have done it before because Abu Bakr stood up when the Prophet ﷺ was down and they said he was leading. And uh, Personally, I think it's okay. Personally, I think it's okay. All right? Meaning you don't have to do it. Right. Right. Um, right. One second now. So people like uh, 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 Maria's text. That's the most important. So she can contact me. That's great. Um, we'll fix that. Okay. Uh... Uh, that which we left out Right. I'm lost. I'm lost. Okay. No more questions, folks. No more questions, because I need to read Sana's summary, and you know that Yanni yeah, takes every bit of my brain power. Yeah. Uh let's just finish off uh, Sumera. It was under the section of mission of Wajib when we said that in class two. I had asked about this a few lessons ago. You said even though returning to the Wajib led to an addition, it's still qabli unlike returning to the Rukan. I said even though returning to the Wajib led to an addition, it is still qabli. Did I say that? Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I said that. Uh, okay, now uh, let's now read Sarah's yani mind. Bending, inception, suggesting, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Leaving out something, that which intention, that when intentionally left out invalidates the prayer. Obviously left out is a problem because it doesn't, the Arabic doesn't say left out. Which is why I never said left out. Yeah. I never said left out. Yeah. But anyway. And actually leaving out something. Oh, sorry. This is your, your 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 summary. Sorry, leaving out something that, when intentionally left out, invalidates the prayer, requires a prostration for forgetfulness. I.e., if you unintentionally do or don't do something, which would invalidate the prayer if done intentionally, the sajda is obligated. Correct. If one intentionally leaves the sajda sahum, they were obligated to perform before the taslim. The prayer is invalidated. Very good. Class position of Thaymin ibn Taymiyyah, there is no leeway with when one must do the sajda. So it is obligatory to do the sajda in its respective place, dependent on one's mistake, as we covered before. I.e. there is no flexibility about where the sajda is done, it must be done in its right place. Jamhur and majority opinion across the madhahib do not agree with this opinion. If one simply forgets to do the sajda before the taslim, they do it before the taslim, they do it after the salah. If they remember close to ending the prayer within the prayer zone, if they remember a long while after the prayer ends, then it is not obligated, it is pardoned. You should maybe even put, okay, before you put that in Telegram, it's pardoned. If one makes several mistakes in the same prayer, one sajda is sufficient to cover all the mistakes. One should do the sajda in the place where the biggest mistake or the most number of mistakes were made. That is one of the opinions, Sarah. I would prefer you to write, one should prioritize the 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 if there's number of mistakes then one should prioritize making the sajda before the salam in general that's a, yani a better ending statement and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best uh god bless their soul is this when we used talking about someone wrong crowd bro honestly you put uh, yani literally we, we killed her bro we literally yani we literally killed miskina miskina all right Guys, Mubarak, MashaAllah. 
one and a half hours, lots of food, chocolate, drink, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Man's going to turn it into a, 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 an elk tomorrow evening. So this might be the last lesson that we ever do. Once we get the old uh, shot to the T shot shot of the Pfizer, things might never be the, the same again. And But we will come back and we will say, Alhamdulillah, I smash your boy. Alhamdulillah. Alright, so Alhamdulillah, volume 3 is done. With that, that deserves yani, certainly some kind of party or something of some sort. Next uh, section is going to be channel... Uh, it's going to be... Uh, uh, oh, before I go. Uh, uh, volume 4. Obviously, I told you, you know, I went to the, the, the Christmas section, yeah? Don't bother with anything, okay? Stolen cake. Get it. Yeah? The second thing that you get is this. So Jacob's dude like cheese bites, this, that, whatever. They're all, yeah. But this one here, cheese lets or something. Oh, they're banging they are. I tell you what, they're so good. So good. And I just want to let Marina know that their official website is 123healthybalance.com. So that means that definitely any good. Marina can't complain about that. She can't. It's literally www123 healthybalance.com I'm not even lying that's like the biggest funniest joke ever they're the, most, they're the unhealthiest things on the planet but it's 123healthybalance.com and that's the only thing that I, I'm once I see healthy yeah listen it's okay alright alright folks Dina when someone makes me a freshly baked stolen you know what I mean you know what I mean alright جزاكم الله خير سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت واستغفرك اللهم وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته جزاكم الله خير جزاكم الله خير